Welcome to Stephen Investigates today, 10th of December 2020. Uh, we're going to have a look at the Pfizer vaccine because they said it was totally safe. Totally safe. Um, yet it needs to be kept at minus 18 and now some people with allergies have had negative reactions already you know straight away so our main concerns with these vaccines are long-term effects so but the point is is it's not adding up what they said they said it was totally safe. Why was it totally safe? Because apparently it wasn't uh, a full vaccine. It was just the shell of the virus. Harmless, yet necessary. So my point is, it just shows um, it doesn't add up what they say when they tell us stuff. So here's a BBC website so we're not expecting any uh, interesting thing here but let's just see what some facts, facts are the UK has become the first country in the world to approve the Pfizer BioNTech coronavirus vaccine paving the way for mass vaccination Britain's medicines regulator MHRA says the jab which offers up to 95% protection against COVID-19 illness is safe to be rolled out. The first doses are already on their way to the UK with 800,000 due in the coming days, Pfizer says. Um, right, this is a bit rubbish. Now the thing is, they're probably not going to tell us exactly what's in the vaccine because, uh, you know, of, um, they don't want people copying them. BNT162B2 Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine BNT162B2 is a COVID-19 vaccine candidate developed by BioNTech and Pfizer and given by intramuscular injection. In November 2020, the interim analysis of the trial examined research participants who had been diagnosed with COVID-19 and received the vaccine candidate, showing that BNT162B2 may have an efficacy of over 90%. Right, let's just add a couple of words to this. Pfizer vaccine, allergic, spell reaction UK <clears throat> oh they're probing if it was due warning after two NHS workers have a reaction to the Pfizer biotech vaccine UK's drug regulator says anyone with a history of significant allergic reactions to food, medicine or vaccines should not currently receive the jab. That's a huge section. <laughs> it's the people who are vulnerable anyway. Oh, you don't want to play that. Get off. Stop. 
People with a history of life-threatening allergic reactions to a vaccine or food should not get the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, no, they have to be life-threatening. Well, I think most of them are, aren't they? If you eat a peanut and you're allergic to nuts, you could die. The head of the UK's medicine regulator has warned after two NHS workers who received the jab had adverse reactions. NHS England confirmed that two staff members who administered doses on Tuesday and they can't have been like really weak like oh I felt a bit woozy for a few minutes you know for it to make it into the news they must have been pretty you know at least a bit serious NHS confirmed that two staff members who were administered doses on Tuesday on the first day of the mass vaccination program suffered an allergic reaction both staff members have a significant history of allergic reactions to the extent where they need to carry an adrenaline auto-injector with them, it is understood. They developed symptoms of anaphylactoid reaction shortly after receiving the vaccine, but both recovered after the appropriate treatment. Anaphylactoid reaction. Let's have a look at that. Anaphylactoid reactions produce hives and itching identical to those of anaphylaxis. Very rare. Severe anaphylaxis or anaphylactic shock occurs. My dad had once had one once after eating a quiche <laughs> that my mum had made. I want to know a bit more about it. Well, it's just uh, let's add what causes. Anaphylaxis is a severe, potentially life-threatening allergic reaction. It can occur within seconds or minutes of exposure to something you're allergic to, such as peanuts or bee stings. Anaphylaxis causes your immune system to release a flood of chemicals that can cause you to go into shock. Your blood pressure drops suddenly and your airways narrow, blocking breathing. Signs and symptoms include a rapid, weak pulse, skin rash and nausea and vomiting. Common triggers include certain foods, some medications, insects, venom and latex. And anaphylaxis requires an injection of epinephrine and a follow-up trip to emergency room. If you don't have an epinephrine, you need to go to an emergency room immediately if anaphylaxis isn't treated well, it can be fatal. Anaphylaxis some symptoms usually occur within minutes of exposure to an allergen. Sometimes, however, it can occur half an hour or longer after exposure. Signs and symptoms include skin reactions including hives and itching and flushed or pale skin, low blood why don't you so Oh, here we go. Your immune system produces antibodies that defend against foreign substances. This is good when a foreign substance is harmful, such as certain bacterial viruses. But some people's immune systems overreact to substances that don't normally cause an allergic reaction. 
Are you overreacting? Immune systems. God, get it together. Stop being so dramatic. Allergy symptoms aren't usually life-threatening, but a severe allergic reaction can lead to anaphylaxis. Even if you or your child has had only a mild anaphylactic reaction to the, in the past, there is a risk of more severe anaphylaxis, another exposure to the allergy-causing substance. Or, alternatively, if you had a mild anaphylactic reaction to something and then, you know, had a little space and then had it again, maybe you wouldn't get any reaction at all. Why assume that it's going to be worse? This is what's causing fear. Fear isn't good for the immune system, doesn't work very well. The most common anaphylaxis triggers are in children are food allergies such as to peanuts, tree nuts, fish, shellfish and milk. Beside allergy to peanuts, nuts, fish and shellfish, anaphylaxis trigger in adults include certain medications including antibiotics, aspirin and other over-the-counter relievers and the intravenous IV contrast used in some imaging tests. Stings from bees, yellow jackets. <laughs> Yellow jackets, I think they mean an insect. Wasps, hornets and fire ants, latex. Mm. Although not common, some people develop anaphylaxis from aerobic exercise, such as jogging. <laughs> Good excuse not to go jogging. Or even less intense physical activities, such as walking. Bloody hell! They really need to figure out what's going on here. Eating certain foods before exercise or exercising when the weather is hot, cold, or humid. <laughs> when the weather is hot or cold? What? Oh my god! <laughs> what about in between? Oh, I can't take it anymore! These fucking scientists are mental! Who gave them the right to have a website? Right. <laughs> ah! The pain this causes me. Pfizer vaccine and. Pfizer vaccine. What is in it? What exactly is the Pfizer vaccine? I don't want to know who's going to fucking get it. I want to know what's in it. Right. Sorry for the swearing. This video is not suitable for young children. Pfizer vaccine ingredients. What is in the Pfizer COVID vaccine? La 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 la. Oh, we got to watch a video. I want to watch a video. I want to read. Once in my life. Where's the missing text? mRNA, this is the one. Is short for messenger ribonucleic acid and is present in all living cells naturally. The definition of mRNA is that it acts as a messenger carrying information and instructions embedded in DNA. Okay. The new mRNA vaccine is said to be said to use small pieces of COVID-19's genetic code to start producing the virus inside the body. Anyway. Anyway. Right, well, 
so it's using small pieces of COVID-19. I thank you for your... <laughs> thank you for telling us what's in the vaccine. It's small pieces of COVID-19's genetic code to start producing the virus inside the body. Oh, right. So they're not giving you the virus. They're giving you the tools to make the virus. Because that's somehow better. And it's got to be kept at minus 80 degrees. Pfizer's vaccine side effects. What are the side effects of the COVID vaccine? We'll carry on with that page. Don't worry. Don't worry. The Pfizer biotech has been approved. Widespread in the UK. I think we've been here, haven't we? Pfizer about a new vaccine, new style of works by training the immune system to like yeah, like training the immune system. Let's train the immune system because even though we don't understand the immune system and its amazing qualities and how it works, we're gonna train it. Boot camp. Boot camp for your immune system because even though they don't understand it, they can train it. Once injected human cells are triggered to make parts of the virus, which are known as spike proteins. God, they're turning your bodies into virus-producing machines! The immune system recognizes these proteins as foreign and so produces antibodies to attack the virus. So first of all, you make the virus, then they make something to attack it. Let's give it to people over 80 because, you know, their bodies are really up for this, aren't they? To attack the virus and guard the immune system against infection. But you're giving them the infection. The vaccine handed out in two doses, with three weeks left between each administration. That's sounds very scientific. <laughs> Do it twice. Results from the phase three trial indicate the vaccine protects more than 90% of people from being infected with coronavirus. Currently, there are no mRNA vaccines approved for human use, but many people have taken in with the context of clinical trials. So far, Pfizer and BioNTech have reported no serious safety concerns after the vaccine was tested on 43,500 participants. Yet, if we're worried about long-term effects, we'd need to wait a little while to find out before we give it to 7 billion people in the world. And I can tell you this, that if you take vaccines, your uh, antibodies response in later years diminishes. Significantly participants in the trial came from very diverse backgrounds, given that research shows that black and ethnic minority, BAME, people are at greater risk. Yeah, because they're so obsessed, the first thing they do is find out how it affects different races. Before a large number of people were vaccinated, the firms ran smaller clinical trials back in May which were designed to detect any safety issues. Four versions of the vaccines were tested and the one that produced the fewest cases of side effects was advanced to the next stage. Hmm. So they're just playing around really, aren't they? They're just mucking about. You're the lab rats. I'm not taking it. If and way. One of the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine, the new Pfizer BioNTech, hasn't isn't a concern for scientists in terms of safety. Not many safety issues were reported, 
and even in cases where side effects were experienced, participants said they felt, felt moderate to mild symptoms. Some volunteers who were vaccinated said they felt side effects similar to a severe hangover, according to one report. Severe? I mean, severe hangovers are pretty bad. Others said they could tell they had been vaccinated with a real drab rather than the placebo due to experiencing headaches and muscle aches. So I don't think they're going to tell us any more scientifically what's in the vaccine. I mean, they've basically told us uh, they inject the parts to create the virus so that your body creates the virus first, or it creates it in your body, like a hive there, growing, and and then your body fights it off. Right. This allows the immune system to recognize the virus as a foreign body. Once this step is done, the immune system can recognize the virus. I mean, and that we've already been subjected to this virus anyway. Uh, you know, most of us, our immune system will detect COVID already. Uh, we've had coronaviruses since 2003. Our bodies have been making the T-cells to defend against it. Um, you know, certainly healthy-bodied people really do not need this vaccine. It is not, uh, it's not worth the risk that you don't know the side effects. I mean, old people, very vulnerable people, they really got very little to lose. You know, everybody should be able to choose for themselves how they feel and do that. Pfizer vaccine is reported to use 30 micrograms of mRNA, but at present the full list of ingredients for this particular vaccine hasn't been published. The main part of the Pfizer's new COVID mRNA vaccine is a strand of messenger ribonucleic acid. Ribonucleic acid. So it's a new way that they're trialling and... See, you, you're a lab rat. You are a lab rat. Normally in a vaccine, what ingredients are normally in a vaccine? The key ingredient in all vaccines is one or more active ingredients. <laughs> active ingredients are the elements of the vaccine made from viruses or bacteria, so-called antigens. Vaccines contain tiny quantities of active ingredients, usually just a few micrograms, millionth of gram per jab. Yeah, well, I wonder why you know why they do that. It's just a few micrograms, and then, but you know, they probably inject in at least five milliliters of liquid into you. You know, they they couldn't help themselves, could they? Of course, they're going to chuck a few extra things in there. Come on. What an opportunity if you're one of these companies. Say, look, we've got this. We're selling millions of these vaccines. We've got an opportunity here to test out, you know, our new blah blah blah. To give some idea of just how small micrograms are, one paracetamol tablet has 500 milligrams of the drug, several thousands more than any active ingredient found in a vaccine. Oh yeah, thanks for confusing us. Now, what's a microgram and a milligram? So I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, some vaccines contain whole bacterial viruses, but in these cases the bacterial virus will either be severely diluted, 
so it's unable to cause disease to in healthy people or be any good whatsoever. I thought of a good analogy of this type of vaccine. Say, you know, you're a boy at primary school and <clears throat> you need toughening up a bit. You need a few knocks to, uh, you know, prepare yourself for life. So you get your uh, little brother's friend who's a girl and about five years old to punch you in the stomach when you're a ten-year-old, right? That is what this vaccination is like. It's like, we'll give you a really weak fight, yeah? See, that's not going to toughen you up. A really weak fight isn't going to toughen you up. In fact, it's just going to make you think, this is easy, I can take this easily, I don't need to toughen up and even soften up. So, and this is what they've been doing to us, the entire population, for at least the last couple of decades. They've been weakening your immune systems with all the chemicals, all the bad health advice, all the fear, all the unempowerment that you feel from depending on medicines and doctors and stuff they don't explain to you properly so you can understand it. Yeah? Which is why I say I can only imagine they are trying to cull the population. Compared to the number of bacteria and viruses in the environment that our immune systems have to deal with on a daily basis, active ingredients found in vaccine are minuscule. Well, they may be minuscule, but you don't need much, do you? I mean, if a virus can attach itself to a bit of dust and blow around in the wind and then, you know, one bit can go up your nose and give you Ebola, AIDS, Corona, flu, polio, whatever, it doesn't matter if it's minuscule. Because as soon as it's in your body's got the conditions to grow and multiply, it doesn't matter. So by saying, by saying this, active ingredients found in vaccine are minuscule. You know, they're basically trying to say, look, it's nothing to be worried about because it's so small. Yeah. Most bacterial vaccines contain just a few protein. I would not interested in. Vaccines are also contain some added ingredients such as aluminium salts, which help improve the immune systems. Aluminium salts. Oh, they're really healthy, aren't they? Yeah, because aluminium is toxic, everybody. Aluminum salts, as as gives aid, is reclaimed by Breast Cancer UK from the tax I paid. <laughs> as antiperspirants. Why aluminum? I see aluminium is one of these that can, uh, um, when aluminium combines with fluoride, it can penetrate the blood-brain barrier. Aluminum salts decrease the secretion of sweat and reduce the diameter of the pores. Uh, 
so that's the antiperspirant side. Aluminium sulfate and aluminium chloride also used, so chloride would be used to use as the ingredients in drugs, natural health products, and cosmetics such as antiperspirants, tropical creams. Aluminium sulfate is permitted as a food additive in a limited number of products. Yes, but why? Aluminium salts are some of half a dozen distinct forms of present in vaccines, including recognizing the risks of neurological diseases such as Alzheimer's. Numerous researchers have called for a halt to the use of aluminium salts in vaccines. Review of the potential health risks posed by pharmacological occupational consumer exposures to metallic nanoscale aluminium, aluminium oxides, aluminium hydroxide, and it's soluble. Bum, 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 bum. Right. Okay. Great. Strange. Says it helps improve the immune system's response to the jab. Wow. Or other products that act as preservatives and stabilizers. Oh. These are often lists, these are often listen listed on vaccine information leaflets as expients or inactive ingredients and just like the vaccine most of the medicines you are accustomed to ingesting also contain excipients of course they love to stick some extra stuff in there don't they it's exactly what i'm just saying so i would say that wasn't fully conclusive video but maybe enough there video when we're talking about radio Video, it's not, not on the video. Uh, radio. I, I, I think that was um, quite conclusive in a sense to give you an idea of um, what's in it. Okay, I'll do. I think. I gotta wait because it might cut it off.